Sunday, 7 to 8. Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Those were the days we were young. We drove in circles, baby, and timing grows old. Pull on the trigger, my gun. It's feeling heavy, weight, stop like your soul. Welcome to Look at My Records on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's the October 6th, 2018 edition of the program. We kick things off with Young and Thriving by Rhodes Rollins off of her 2017 Young Adult EP. I'm really happy to welcome Rhodes to the studio today. She's right here with me. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. Thank you for coming on the show. It's a absolute delight to have you. I started listening to you a couple of months ago. You played with former guests on this program, No Swoon. Shout out to those guys. We love you. (laughs) And then this kind of got set up. 
and you're here today, and I do want to delve a little deeper and kind of ask you some questions about how you got started. I read that you started writing and recording music when you were eight years old. I think that's definitely younger than most people <laughs> as far as writing and recording. So how'd you get started at such a young age? What drew you to music, mm -hmm. specifically writing your own songs? I find a lot of people that start maybe aren't really writing their own songs at that young of an age. So how'd you get yeah. involved? Well, my older sister is a singer as well. She's four years older than me. And uh, when we were kids, her name is Hannah. Hannah really wanted to learn how to play the guitar. So she, you know, my parents got a guitar for her and she took lessons, I think, for maybe like two weeks and then decided it wasn't for her. <laughs> so there was a guitar just sitting in the house and I picked it up and started diving into it. And um, I I pretty much learned how to play by writing. That was I never really wanted to play other people's songs. I was never interested in that. I just wanted to write. So that's how it began. And um, I was really fortunate to have an amazing mentor named Liza growing up in Boulder. And she had a home studio in her garage. And it was kind of like these walls. It was bright orange walls. And uh, she was so kind to me and made me feel like a total rock star. And when I started writing these songs, um, she actually invited like studio musicians that she knew in Boulder to come in and play on my records with me and it was just it was like really adorable now that I look back at it and just like I couldn't be more lucky to have had a mentor like that wow that's incredible to have such an active mentor like that at such a young age yeah and it definitely seems to have influenced you going forward saying that you do like playing your own songs you don't like playing other people's songs I also mm -hmm. read you've really only played as a solo act your entire life. You've never really been in bands or anything like right. that. Are yeah. you band adverse, would you say? Do you like basically putting your own ideas out there, not really having to compromise? Uh, you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll, I mean, yeah, I, for in my whole life, it's kind of always just like music has been like my own thing. Like I never wanted to be in you know the choir at school I never wanted to do theater or anything like that it was always just like I would go home and write songs and perform them on my own and I never really like tried to immerse myself in a larger community it was always kind of an isolated practice for me um, you know since moving to New York and being surrounded by so many musicians um, and you know playing live shows and stuff it has been really an incredible experience to grow in that way um, and to perform with other musicians on stage. But for most of my musical life, like I was playing just me and my guitar. So very interesting. And tell me about Rhodes Rollins. That's not your real name. No. Is <laughs> it more of a stage name or a project? Mm -hmm. I notice a lot of solo artists today maybe adopt a moniker as a project that right. they write in that voice. Other people have a stage name where mm -hmm. Rhodes Rollins is essentially you. What what would you consider it? Uh, yeah, it's actually a really interesting question. It's something I think about a lot. Um, I, I do consider it a stage name in the sense that it's kind of a persona that I adopt when I'm on stage and when I'm writing. Like Rhodes Rollins is definitely inspired by the West and, um, you know, my everyday life is Talia living in industrial Brooklyn. So I... I definitely try to adopt that persona when I'm writing. But I think 
also something I'm realizing more and more uh, is the importance of kind of dissociation with uh, with that persona and just with my own ego and my own day-to-day self um, and really understanding that distinction and being able to kind of compartmentalize music and my personal life and putting myself out there so much. So really interesting. And I found this great description of you that I guess is listed on every single one of your bios. Yeah. And I want to know who is behind it because it's actually the best description I've ever heard of an artist period. I remember I was, <laughs> I wrote up the show as a, like a preview for the show at elsewhere that you did with no swoon. Yeah. And you have been described as if a spaghetti Western and Nancy Sinatra had a love child. Yeah. Do you think that's spot on? <laughs> yeah, I, I really, I mean, that's what I'm going for. <laughs> <laughs> I just um, I just yeah. love that description. I think when I wrote about it in the Bushwick Daily, I was like, this is the most intriguing description of an artist I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, I'm so It's just glad a great one. So. I love it. It's keep <laughs> keep leading off with that in your press materials and stuff. It's yeah. good. It really draws you in. But so you are originally from Colorado and you went to school mm-hmm. in New York mm-hmm. and your music definitely has a Western tinge to it. Do you see yourself yeah. and how you write as kind of a merging of two worlds? How are you influenced by both of those surroundings in mm-hmm. writing music? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, uh, tapping into that kind of Western sound uh, helps me as a writer because it allows me to kind of go to a different place, a kind of nostalgic place for, for me. And um, I really right to imagery in my mind and that's just what inspires me um and i don't know if that's a product of me growing up in that that space or um just feeling like those are really cinematic sounds that get me inspired and get the creative juices flowing um but yeah i mean i think it's it's definitely what i look to for inspiration i think the image has definitely inspired the sound for me. And I don't know if it was the other way around. I don't know if I just came up with that sound one day and then decided, oh, I'm going to chase that. I think it was really like, this is what I look to for inspiration. I really like think about cowboy stories when I write. Like, that's what I try to tell. (laughs) It's interesting that you say that, too, because I noticed that listening to your debut EP, Young Adult, I felt like a lot of the song topics lyrically were more personal to you. Mm-hmm. And now some of your more recent singles like Nasty Woman, Boom Pow, and Mystery Man, which mm-hmm. is based on a short story you wrote, mm-hmm. seems like maybe it's a little more abstract. Is that kind of, you were kind of transitioning maybe away from more things that are personal to you writing or? Yeah, I think um, that is more just a coincidence than anything. Uh, yeah, young adult definitely was like a collection of personal stories and i think you're totally spot on these this more recent material hasn't been um as autobiographical but um i think i also wrote these songs as kind of one-off pieces whereas when i'm thinking about a larger project i think there's a story that that kind of ties it together and naturally for me at least that comes from a more personal place uh, yeah, definitely. And the sequencing is very good on the EP. I know that's something that artists are very conscious of and creating a story with a product or an album or an EP. Mm-hmm. So it definitely blends together well. But 
how about your more recent work? I know Nasty Woman is definitely a favorite of mine. It definitely deals with female empowerment. Um, and it's a definitely a phrase that's been prominent recently mm-hmm. with the Me Too movement and things like that. I read that you did write the song based on a collection of stories from different women. Was it, it was a, like a companion piece to like an art project, a photo project as yeah, well? Yeah. Um, the photo project actually came after the song. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I did write that song initially, not even intending to write kind of a feminist anthem piece, but it quickly turned into that. Um, and then once the song was written and I was ready to share it, I, I decided that it didn't quite feel right to to just release it on my own because I was, you know, singing about women. I was singing about a group of people, not just myself. So I really wanted to represent that in the release. And that's why I did this photo series where I got a group of women together to interview them and take their picture. And it's really powerful. And I really enjoyed the photos and the song. And you said it didn't, you didn't intend it to be a feminist anthem, really, but it definitely is powerful and relevant to today. Yeah. You'd say, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think when I say that, um, usually when I sit down to write a song, I don't really have an idea in mind when I'm going to sit down and write about it, just kind of flows out naturally. Um, and then, like, the first initial lyrics that I decide, like, ooh, I love that phrase. That kind of ends up informing the rest of the piece. So once I got going and I had that I'm a nasty woman, babe line, I was like, okay, this is this is the song. This is what it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love it. It's a great song. It's an awesome song. And Boom Pow is another one of your recent singles. I think it's really different sounding than a lot of your other songs. Totally. It's definitely African rhythm type of beats. What inspired that? Yeah. Um, I actually wrote that song years ago. Um, and it's, it was again, just kind of a one-off like, Oh, this is really different, but I like it kind of song. Um, and every time that I would go back into the studio with a producer and, you know, send the group of demos that I was excited about, you know, digging into that song always kind of got put on the back burner as like, Oh, well it's cool, but it's just so different. I don't really see where it fits in. Um, and you know, as of late i've kind of just been releasing songs for the sake of putting songs out in the world so i i figured it was as good a time as any to just release something that was different and and share it without the pressure of it having to fit in with a with a brand or with a bigger project and the other song i definitely want to play too it's on your upcoming a b velvet a b side mystery man which you wrote you read a short story based on a, a like a western character cowboy type of guy and mm-hmm. then you wrote the song or was the song kind of the story type yeah. of thing um no that was uh it started as a short story that i wrote and i've never written a song like that before and i i haven't since i did that but um i yeah i just wrote a short story about this guy that was kind of a bandit type figure and he was on the run and everybody he came in contact with uh even if they wanted to to get him or you know lock him up he would somehow seduce his way out of the situation and um i ended up writing that story and then kind of going through and highlighting the lines that i liked and i thought were kind of conducive to a song style so yeah that's a really fun song i would say definitely so i definitely want to play a couple of your songs yeah ones we just talked about specifically uh boom pal awesome song nasty woman and mystery man 
Mystery Man is on the upcoming Velvet AB side single. And anything else you'd like to say about these songs before we play them? I think we've said it all. Yeah. Let's listen. <laughs> we, we covered them. We covered them completely. So now we're going to listen. We're hearing Boom Pow, Mystery Man, and Nasty Woman by my guest, Rhodes Rollins. Everyone enjoy. Yo 
All right. Rhodes Rollins sharing some of her wonderful songs with our listening audience today. Thank you so much, Rhodes. We heard Boom Pal, awesome new single released in 2018, Mystery Man, which will be on the upcoming Velvet AB side, and Nasty Woman. Very appropriate today, I'd say, <laughs> with the jerk Judge Kavanaugh being yeah. confirmed in about an hour. So we'll look back and be like, well, we were fighting it here <laughs> in the studio. But thank you so much. Those songs are awesome, awesome songs. Thank you. And now we're going to be transitioning to the second portion of the program where you pick some records from my record collection and we're going to talk about them and play them. Yeah. First up, Elephants by Warpaint off of their debut, really underrated uh, release by them, I'd say. Mm-hmm. I think everyone focuses on the other two full lengths, but this one's really good. And you picked Elephants. I think I said that already off of Exquisite Corpse. Yeah. Got to hold the record in my hand. Yeah. Feel it. Right now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I picked this one out because I wanted to, um, to share something that felt personal to me. I'm, uh, one of the members of Warpaint, Stella Moskowa, is a big inspiration to me, and uh, she played on the, a few of my records, which was a real honor. Yeah, that's really incredible. We were talking about that during the break. How'd you wind up uh, working with her? That's yeah. really awesome. She's a she's a friend of Alex Goose, who produces most of my stuff. And um, when we were going through the demos that she ended up playing on, Alex was like, "Stella has to drum on this. She's the." She's the gal for the job. So, so we <laughs> asked like, put her. put his foot down. <laughs> yeah, like, we, we asked need her if she Stella from Warpaint. And, and she did, which was really exciting for me. That was the first record I ever put out as Rhodes Rollins. Uh, so it was a big deal that, that she wanted to play on it. So she played drums on the EP? She played the, drums on Young and Thriving. Young and Th- the song, yeah. Yeah, the song yeah. Young and Thriving and the song Big Girls. Um, so, yeah, it was a real honor. And were you in the studio with her, like working with her one on one? I was so, so bummed because I was uh, I was in L.A. recording that. And the session that we had booked with her, I was, you know, I was out there for it um, and we had to reschedule. So I was in New York when they were were doing the session. And I was like, I remember I was like at a bar and Alex was calling me and like putting the thing on speaker like while she was going. He's like, it's sounding great. And it was like asking me like, you know, some creative decision direction. And I was like, oh, I'm at a loud bar right now, Alex. This is- <laughs> um, but I was as involved as I could have been in that moment. <laughs> yeah, That's cool. And hopefully you'll get to work with her again. I'm sure you will. Yeah. She definitely provided some powerful drums on those tracks. She really did. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. And do you... When did you start? Do you remember when you started listening to Warpaint when you became a fan? Um, I became a fan. I, you know, I probably after this initial record yeah. was put out, I, I caught on a little bit later. Me, yeah. Um, me too. Which is, yeah, we're just saying this is kind of an underrated one of theirs. Um, but no, it's been, it's been a few years now. I mean, it's been a while. They've been around. Yeah. They definitely have been around. Yeah. And they're awesome. Yeah. And we love you, Warpaint. Stella. <laughs> Great work on the EP. Yeah. Sounds dope. <laughs> All right. So we got Elephants by Warpaint. Next up, Taxman. First track, lead off track off of my favorite Beatles album, Revolver. So good choice. <laughs> 
And you said Taxman's actually your real last name. Yeah, my my name is Talia Taxman. Um, and whenever I tell people that, I either I get one of two re- yeah reactions. One of two. I either get um, asked the question if I'm part of the IRS, <laughs> um, or I get the Beatles reference, which I obviously prefer. <laughs> but um. You but mean yeah. people like the Beatles more than the Internal Revenue Service? Surpri- shockingly, <laughs> shockingly. And also something that's very shocking is that my family still gets calls on tax day. And it's <laughs> oh like, we are living in a time when our last names don't represent our profession. Like that, we're long past that time. <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah. Man, and they're I'm really like, stupid wow, people out yeah, there. Are you serious? Like, are you, first of all, are you still using a phone book? Like, where are, you know, who are you? Um, but we still do get those calls. And, um, speaking of phone calls, my family's answering machine, since I can remember, has been this song, Taxman. Uh, so it's actually a very personal song to me. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's also one of my favorites. It's not just that it's my last name. It's like, I actually love this song so much. It's a great song. And I actually think when you pick this song, I listened to it th- all the way through for the first time in a while and they have like some cool like noises that they make in the beginning of the song they're like you you guys will hear it i'm not like making this up and i forgot about that so that was an exact quote from the song (laughs) god yeah it's a good one yeah i find revolver is my favorite beatles album probably i don't know just like cover to cover i find a lot of the songs right really it's weird because eleanor rigby's like the most downer song in the world mm-hmm. but there's so many bright songs on that record like good day sunshine right yellow submarine. Other, yeah, yellow submarine yeah great choice Rhodes rollins with the a plus record pick <laughs> revolver <Thank you. laughs> and your last and final pick is The Flower Lane by DuckTales. You picked a really beautiful song, Letter of Intent. And during the break, we were trying to figure out who the singer is on that song. It's Jessa Farkas, and she does the vocals on that song. She has a really, really nice voice, a beautiful song. Yeah, she really, really does. And I picked this song out um, because I remember listening to them a lot. I guess it was, when was it? My twenty. 20- 13 maybe 2013 yeah that's when that came out okay yeah. yeah so um that was like when i was pretty new to new york and i got a internship working at downtown records and um it was like my first step into the you know the music scene in new york the cool music scene and <laughs> i remember listening to this song a lot i don't know if like I think maybe they were playing in a downtown festival or something at the time. <laughs> it's so funny. We were that? at that show. Oh, my they God. They played on the, like, water. In, yeah. Yeah, it was a really rainy day, and they played with Titus Andronicus and someone else. Mm-hmm. And th- it was a, it was a really good show. It was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I remember, you know, they were one of the artists that, that they were working with, and I listened to the song a lot. So it, it really is a nostalgic one for me because... I it like really brings me back to kind of stepping into New York. That's so nice. Yeah. And now you're fully in New York. You're a cool music person in New York now. <laughs> I try. I yeah. try. <laughs> you're effortless. Effortless. Oh, yeah. But um, great pick. That's a really, really uh, beautiful sounding song. Mm-hmm. Everyone will hear how beautiful it sounds in yeah. just a minute. But great picks. Rhodes Rollins with the dope picks. Here we go. We're playing Elephants by Warpaint to start off of their first record, Exquisite 
Corpse, Taxman by the Beatles off of Revolver, and Letter of Intent by DuckTales off of 2013's The Flower Lane. Here we go. Thank you. 
All right, we're back. We just played all of Rhodes Rollins' awesome picks from my record collection, including Elephants by Warpaint, Taxman by The Beatles, and Letter of Intent by DuckTales. Thanks for some awesome selections, Rhodes. Yeah, thank you. That was taking me down memory lane. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I was reminiscing about like five or six years ago yeah. when we, my friends who are here, Andrew, my friend Andrew Stebos is here in the studio. We Andrew. saw, hey, Andrew, <laughs> and Jeff's here too, but Jeff wasn't at the show, but we saw the band. But he's here now. Yeah, but he's here now. <laughs> we saw the band at a pier off of Manhattan. I don't remember which one, maybe 50 something. Yeah. <laughs> 50 something but so we got a little time left we're gonna finish the show with one of your new songs wrong turn which is the b-side on velvet a bit but before that you know i noticed a couple things i definitely want to ask you a couple more questions about you've been getting a lot of press in mexico you visit there a couple times you've played gigs there you were telling me you recorded a music video once how'd you develop the connection with uh, mexico city and mexico yeah well I, so I grew up in Boulder and um, my parents actually um, enrolled my sister and I in a bilingual school growing up. Um, and the school was 70% mostly first generation Mexican-American students. Oh, wow. So I like was exposed at a really young age to at least the Mexican-American community um, and really fell in love with Mexican culture. And um and then, yeah, a few years back, I was um, making the music video for my first song, Young and Thriving, and took a team down to Mexico City to to film it. And um, yeah, I was telling you guys earlier, we actually ended up removing that video from the internet world. Uh, but a lot of good things came out of it um, because I ended up meeting just some really amazing artists down in Mexico City. Um, and uh, they... They just kind of plugged me into an amazing scene down there. I mean, and that's the the really special thing about that city is like just the warmth um, of the people. And it's like insanely easy to make friends, which you really can't say about a lot of big cities. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just like, especially as a foreign person, I think the go to mentality there is like, oh, you're not from here. Of course, let me show you around. Let me introduce you to my friends. Let's take you to my favorite restaurant. Like. They're very proud of their city and their country. And it's just something really special and also very foreign to me because I feel like that's not the go-to mentality in a place <laughs> like New York or the States, obviously. So um, just something I really admire. Could you see yourself maybe living there and writing music there? Because I could see it being a place where you visit, write an EP or write an right. album, and then that's your Mexico City. Totally. I have dreams of that. Uh, yeah. And I've definitely considered it before. Um, so that is definitely an option that's on the table. Are you visiting again anytime soon? Yeah, I think I'm going to be back down there in the spring. I try to go as often as I can. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so since we're wrapping up here, do you have any plans to tour the rest of the year? What's on the agenda for 2019 for Rhodes Rollins? Yeah, uh, well, I'll be releasing new material in early 2019 and uh the plan is to be touring with that around the states and end up in mexico city for festival season so uh yeah i'm really excited to to be kind of branching out of the new york area even though i love new york and is that uh <laughs> is that recorded yet or are you still working on getting it's in the, in the works right now yeah so it's it's kind of in pre-production phase and what can people expect um well 
let's see. I'm <laughs> hard to say. I mean, I think it's it's definitely a sound that I think will be familiar um, to my previous work, the young adult EP, but um, it's definitely an evolution. I, I would hope. Uh, and it's very reflective um, about kind of the time that has passed since I started putting out music under Rhodes Rollins uh, and kind of what I was talking about earlier, that dissociation uh, feeling and importance that I've been reflecting on of being Talia, you know, writing songs and then being Rhodes Rollins sharing them. So, and I can't wait to hear it. I'm sure everyone else can't wait for 2019 so they can hear that new stuff (laughs) in the interim though, they will be able to hear the velvet AB single, which is dropping on October 19th. I believe very, very, very exciting. And you have a gig right around that time too, yeah, right? Yeah, we're it's we're calling it the Velvet Party. Uh, it's a free show that we're playing to celebrate that release at the Broken Shaker, which is a venue at the Freehand Hotel in New York. Very exciting, and you'll be there with your full backing band. Yes. Anyone else on the bill? No, it's just us. So we're really just playing a, a set and then having some drinks to celebrate. So. We're excited. Very exciting. <laughs> and so this Velvet AB single will be available on all streaming services, mm-hmm. Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere else? SoundCloud, YouTube, wherever you really listen, it's it's going to be there. And if anyone wants more information on Rhodes Rollins, you have Facebook page, Rhodes Rollins, right? Yeah. Instagram, at Lady Rhodes, yeah. correct? Where you can find all sorts of updates, show listings, music. All that good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, it's all there. Reds, I really want to thank you for being here today. This is a lot of fun. I had a blast. You. It was such a pleasure to meet you and hang out with you. And we're playing your last song now, Wrong Turn. Anything you'd like to say about this song? Is it similar to Mystery Man? Kind of uh, a story about someone or is it more personal? Uh, this is more personal and uh, it's a little bit different sonically. I like to call this opiated country. Interesting. So, like a little more subdued, or yeah, yeah. it's just like kind of dark, dreamy country vibe. So nice. I can't wait to hear it. I was listening (laughs) to it before, but now I can't wait to hear it again with that description in my head. You're good at coining terms. You're a you're a term coiner, Rose Rollins. (laughs) Spaghetti Western meets Nancy Sinatra, opioid country, right? Keep it up. You're doing great. Rhodes Rollins, thank you so much again. It was really a pleasure. You could see Rhodes Rollins on October 18th at what hotel again? Freehand. Freehand Hotel. hotel. Everyone stay tuned. We got Dunn Sun up next. Great storytelling show. But here we go. We're about to hear preview of Wrong Turn, the B-side on Velvet AB. Everyone will see you next week. Getting much older now We was rowing in the towel now Darling, we are sick and tired of ringing out Darling, we took a wrong turn, we're going down 
Step towards a deep mind, darling. 